Dirty Dogs is a fucking 18 plus bar in Manhattan. That's just cowboy yeehaw line dance bullshit. And I am neither yee nor ha. And I can't tell you how much I despised being there, Gavin. But I did it for you because it was your birthday. Happy birthday, Gavin. The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? And welcome back to the Fly Over State Sports Show. I'm your host, Sam Long, joined by my two favorite compatriots, Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey. That's right, I bought another jersey. Just kidding. For those of you not listening, I bought a Christian McCaffrey jersey because I love him. But on a real note, I am joined today by Mr. Gallon Alexander and Mr. Beans, Caleb Ubel. It is time for the show of shows. We're back in living color, gentlemen. We have a heck of a show today. What say you? I, we get uh, to, go ahead, Gavin. We get not, to cover actual, actual meaningful games. I like, know. Meaningful to us, meaningful to people that are listening. Shit actually means something now. <laughs> Guys. Uh, isn't that a great change of pace? Shit I know. means shit. I know. Like, my hands are shaking because of this. <laughs> we. Mine aren't shaking because I didn't learn anything this week. Not a damn thing, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Gentlemen, as I open up our show sheet, because my phone is on battery saver mode, because I am very much addicted to my cellular telephone and placing gambling bets at this current moment in time, I think it's time for us to reveal our sponsor for today, which is, in fact, gambling. It's in Kansas <laughs> now. It's sports. It's betting. Oh, my God. I love it, and I'm about to lose so much money. I know I'm ready for it. Are you? Gambling in Kansas, to me, feels like if we were to legalize smoking weed because, like, I just don't feel like anything would actually change because gambling and smoking weed is happening anyways beforehand here. So it happens more and openly. So And underage drinking. And under it, why don't we just throw that all in the same bucket there? But not underage <laughs> drinking and driving, because that's bad. That's bad. That's, that's bad. bad. That is bad. That's bad. I tell you what, though, I am super excited to blow away all of my money and become a crippling addict over the next couple of, couple of years. And we've already placed our first bet as a show. We'll reveal that later on. You can tell us if you want. You're going to have to listen tomorrow, though, or today as you're listening to it as we're going to dive into some Thursday night football with that one. But the main headline, the showstopper, college football is back. And if you're a fan of K-State and KU, you didn't learn a fucking thing from it. <laughs> so how about we list off a couple of things we actually did learn, a couple of things we liked that didn't have to do with K-State and KU. We'll cover those guys a little bit later. Gentlemen. 
what say you? What's one thing you liked? What's one thing you learned? Iowa versus Iowa versus South Dakota State. That game was awesome. No, I love that, that game. game was boring as fuck. I love that. Fuck game. you, beans. I loved it. <laughs> that be, that game. Here's the thing. That game was awesome until the second safety. No one wants to see the score seven to three when it's two safeties and a field goal. It doesn't look. It doesn't I, look as funny. I love it. It Spencer Petras had a 1.1 QBR. That guy, okay, let me get on a soapbox real quick. That dude was the starter last year, and Iowa fucking sucked because of him. Spencer Petras is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. I would rather, like, fucking, I don't even know who I'd rather have start at quarterback. Don't you say Will Howard. Spencer Petras is terrible. He's dog water. He's the commanders of college football quarterbacks. I did. I, I would just like to say, and you know uh, what? I'm gonna be a homer for this because football's back in Manhattan. We just got like preseason's meaningless, and I get that, and that's essentially what happened in Manhattan, Kansas over this weekend. But we got our practice reps in for the tailgating. We got our practice reps in for parking. We got our practice reps in for finding our way home. We got our <laughs> practice reps in the Ville, like. Everything just like now in place. We're in mid-season form for the Missouri game. It's going to be just dude, fucking immaculate. You know Gavin, what I'm excited Gavin, for? Your ass fucking drove, drug me to dirty dogs fucking last weekend. And I, I danced cannot, my heart out. And I remember. I cannot like, forgive you for minutes. that. Dude, I just want to say, for those of you that don't know what dirty dogs is, dirty dogs is a fucking 18 plus bar in Manhattan. That's just cowboy yeehaw line dance bullshit. And I am neither ye nor ha. And I can't tell you how much I despised being there, Gavin. But I did it for you because it was your birthday. Happy birthday, Gavin. It's incredible at a place like that when you tell people that you design farm equipment and they just like kind of get scared off because you sound too smart. But then you tell them that like you're around farm equipment and they just flock to you because you're country and yeehaw now. Yee that's right. I uh the one thing I'll say about that was uh again tangent completely. We're trying to kill Beans's phone here. He has a limited battery supply, and I'm trying to make him panic as much as possible through the show. Yep. Um they had us do the footloose dance, and I, I didn't even want to do the footloose dance. I don't even know how to do the footloose dance, and I got drug out there. It was like a fucking black hole absorbed me into the dance, and I have no rhythm, no dancing skills, and was bumping into everybody because nobody else knew what the fuck to do except for like three people. So it's everyone mirroring off of like three different people. Yeah. It was a terrible if, time. If I ever, we're going to have to do this at some point where we rank the line dances, but Footloose is absolutely in that tier of where F-tier. like 80, 85% of the people like don't actually know what's going on. They just stare at the like 15% that are like way too good at it. All right, quick run through. Best line dance. Oh, Cotton, I, Cotton Eye Joe. Cubic keep Shuffle. It, keep no, it cubic shuffle. shuffle number one. It literally tells you uh, what to Copperhead do. Road's mine. Copperhead Road. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe is a good one. Uh, Cubic Jackson Shuffle is a wedding song, dude. I, I mean, it's a line dance, but it's a wedding song. What's so. the Alan Jackson one? Um, Shit. No, you, you've lost me. Oh, like the yeah, first you lost three. me. No, Alan it's a good Jackson. one. It's a really good one. 
I'm uh, sure it is. We, we got to move off from. Okay, we got to go. We got to move. Guys. Yeah. Is, is it the to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right? Let's keep it shuffle. Let's keep it shuffle. But not. That's yes, not it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, that is keep it shuffle. I'm thinking the other one. God damn it! Like, we, uh, good time. Good time. It's good time. It's good time by Alan Jackson. Brb, keep going. Okay. Gavin is leaving us, so we can stop talking about line dancing. Yeah. Anyways, my favorite college football moment was when uh. Florida State fumbled the ball on the one yard line. Oh, and that gave was... LSU the opportunity to tie the game, and then LSU, um, you know, tied the game. Except they didn't because they allowed the fucking extra point to get blocked, like a bunch of idiots. So yeah, that was I didn't, funny. I didn't get to see that live because a uh, former host of the show, Sam uh, Scotty, was a uh, was uh, here, so uh, didn't get a chance to see that one live. I I also did not get to see that one live. I was at a bonfire, oh. but. I saw the highlights. That was hilarious. The one that I did get to see live, though, was North Carolina giving up 40 goddamn points to Appalachian State. In the that, was ama- that was amazing. Dude, I won my friend. She doesn't know a dick about gambling, so she let me do all of her free plays. I put so much money on North Carolina, and I was having, like, second-hand anxiety. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I put all of her fucking money on North Carolina, and now I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I I cooked her up a mean ass fuck. Dude, I'm pissed. Cooked her up a mean ass parlay. It was like eleven legs. It was gonna win her like two hundred fifty bucks, and fucking Troy, or not Troy. Fucking uh, Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion. That was like the one leg. Oh yeah, there. yeah. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It was the first leg too. It was like, ah yeah, like you 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 biffed it on the first one. Guess what? You're fucking losing all of them, so fuck it. Uh, another good college football moment is uh, Stetson Bennett went from insurance salesman to, like, maybe a third-string quarterback. Regional manager insurance salesman. Dude, he looked good. Like, I'm not going to – I don't care his, if Stetson Bennett looked good. I know, good. but, like, his arm strength isn't very good, but, like, he, he looked cool, calm, and collected against Oregon, which Oregon looked like – Oregon fucking sucks. Yeah, they the looked Pac-12 like – well fucking sucks. They looked like crap, but still, like, the way he was, you know – the pressure would get to him, and he just – he didn't care. He'd just yeah. wing it. Here's the thing. Pac-12 is dog water, like garbage. Oh, I yeah. Care. I, I have all these people talking about, ooh, well, you know, Anthony Richardson's like a big Heisman favorite now because he beat Utah. And it's like, Utah fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Utah lost to Ohio State without their best receivers last year. I do and like Anthony like, Richardson, but I don't think he's hit that Cam Newton. I, I like Anthony Richardson, too. I would like to see what he does against Kentucky because yes. I know Kentucky had better athletes. That will be a very fun game to watch. That see, will be. Utah is a really good. Utah plays Michigan. I bet you Utah can beat Michigan because that's the kind of defense Utah got. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the kind of team Utah goes against. You know, Florida's just like, you know, whatever SEC team. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Florida goes like 10 and 3 this year, loses it. Yeah. Like whatever, like 10 and whatever. Yeah. And maybe I'm dead wrong about how good or bad Florida is. But, like, excuse me for not believing that Utah is actually it. They're like the – they're like Iowa West. Yeah. So, Sam, like on – West. On Saturday – I was going to wait for Gavin to get back. But on Saturday, did you uh, Wabash? Dude, I don't fucking wabash when I'm by my. I was by myself. I uh, oh. see, I'm a big fucking baller. Um, I get these checks. I have my own. You know, I have like 
the season tickets up in the nosebleeds that I used last yeah. year. And, like, that's where my friends sit. Yeah, no, I don't fucking do that no more. I love my friends to death. But I bought out tickets that mom and I used to sit in. Yeah. Down in fucking section four, row six, seats 18, 19. Be there posted up all fucking time. And the guy who was sitting with me to will be named, remain nameless. He got caught up in the parking lot. But like, I had no one to wabash with, but I heard about a bunch of fuck KU chants. And I was like, ah, yeah, this again. And now the administration's being a bunch of pussy ass bitches about it. The one week where the other school is probably going to join in. Gavin, let's say you. Okay. You know so, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, there's multiple levels to this. A, stuff like this pisses me off because, like, I still to this day and when I go to my grave know that racism off, like, off the field lost us the Arkansas State game. And so, like, that still, like, burns up, like, a wrong side of me. And this fits in that same bucket of something stupid that, like, everybody's aware of, though, and is a distraction. Um, that all being said, the Wabash has happened forever. The, I've seen two two takes on this that, like, I completely agree with. A, like, you took Sandstorm away, and this was just, like, this, this, this is a... Uh, this is because Sandstorm was taken away. I don't think if you don't take Sandstorm away, like, that's the song it's meant for. You can almost control it if you're K-State at that point, when it happens, how much it happens. It wasn't even a football thing either. It was just a basketball thing. Like, it was completely made a much bigger deal after that. And the second part of it is I do find it very ironic that the band director that flew a dick into the Jayhawks' mouth on uh, national television is telling college students that they need to check their privilege and not be – insubordinate to society that, so. so what i will say is that was absolutely not a dick ever they joe without context sure i um you know i was thinking about this today and here here was what i thought i thought you know it's it surely not the school who uh you know fostered a white nationalist group on yeah. campus that uh yeah. you know allowed the leader of said white national group national group to just be festering around on campus surely they're not the ones telling us not to say the f word surely not but here we are i um i find it very funny and i find the threat super hollow because guess what um here's the most likely scenario the students are going to start chanting fuck ku at everything um during the <laughs> Wabash, funny. they they will start with the Wabash. They will do it, and they'll chant it, and it has been done before. This is not the first time that Doctor yes. that the band director's done this. I've been to enough K State games to know he's cut it off early. I've been before, in the student section when he's done, and it. he will cut it off, and then the fans will probably boo the band, or the student section will boo the band. And also, the band is right next to the fucking student section now, so I don't think the band is the band is gonna catch some collateral damage. I bet. Yeah. I, would you be surprised if people start throwing shit at the band or start? No, the band I don't think K State's got that in them, do they? Well, you're telling me that a bunch of drunk eighteen to twenty-two year old kids who just want to fucking jet fuck KU aren't gonna I fucking see, harass so, the band. I kids? thought. I thought we were way past this. Like this whole. No, we're not. Oh, no. Well, okay, beans. So on that. 
you're fighting a fresh crop of 18 year olds every single year. And one thing that they know that they're coming to K-State to be able to do is that chant. It keeps getting brought up because of these types of issues. Those eight drunk 18 year olds, a new crop of them that haven't been taught by society that chanting fuck KU is bad comes in every single year. And this will just rotate over and over and over again. See, no, okay, before I was rudely cut off there. Sorry. (laughs) So I thought this was all past us, you know, like four or five years ago, whenever they took away Sandstorm. But, like, I thought it was gone. I thought it was gone. I thought it was gone. Like, I thought it was done. You know, they cried about it, whatever. It was done. But then you go to, like, the hat and stuff like that, and you go to live concerts in Manhattan, and they'll throw it into any song. Yes. Any song. No, that's what's going to happen. And that's exact, exactly right. Like, I thought I, this was all gone. You go to Manhattan, and it's still there. And it's like, I, guys, stop. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I can tell you right now exactly what will happen. Like, trust me. This is, this is like, what will happen. Can we, bet over the can we place of, a bet on this? Over the course of the year. I don't want to place a bet on it. Let's parlay this. This, this is a loose timeline. They're going to play Wabash during pregame, right? They will, because they're going to give the students the chance to redeem to themselves. It. The students will absolutely do it. A hundred percent, no chance. A hundred percent, they don't do it. They will fail. Or a hundred percent, they don't not do it, right? Yes. And they're going to cut it off. And then what's going to happen is they're going to cut it off and the student section is just going to keep saying it or say it during the next song. What will be worse is they'll probably just keep saying it when the band doesn't play. And so it will be extra audible because there's no music to drown it out. Yes. And then they'll probably just do it the whole fucking game. Gavin, you have your hand raised. Who benefits from this? Nobody. In fact, you're making it a bigger problem because they're going to do it the whole fucking game. Well, and you... All of the fucking songs. Well, you know what the band's doing? I guarantee you 100% the band director is preparing the band group to play different songs to supplement if they can't play Wabash Cannonball. Like, there is an emergency button that this band is having to make because of this. He better fucking use it, and he's going to get pissed because they're going to fucking do it anyways. I did did also see something where... uh, I forget who said this, and sorry if I'm uh, not using my source here, but somebody said we designate a song to have the chant played with, um, and it's Wildcat Victory because that one fucking sucks. No, 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 it's Wildcat March. Wildcat March, thank you. Not Wildcat Victory. I think that was Scott Wildcat. Okay, yes, I love that. Okay, I would love that. That'd be hilarious because, like, you know that he has got a heart off of Wildcat March. But no, what will end up happening is this game will be a disaster because it's just going to be fuck KU the entire fucking time. And the Missouri fans are going to fucking do it too. Yeah. They fucking hate KU too. That does make it even worse. Unmitigated disaster. It's going to be worse than it's ever been. And then I don't know at what point. So what will happen then is the next game, they probably just won't even play Wabash. And I don't know at what point in the seat. At some point, and they might not do it for several games, but eventually, you know what's going to fucking happen? I can tell you this right now. I told you this last night. Um, the problem's not going to go away. And then those donors, you know, the ICEs, the uh, like all them's, 
They're going to be pissed for not playing fucking Wabash and the problem isn't solved. Yes. You know what they're going to tell Gene Taylor? They're going to tell him, you know, if you want any more fucking money for your bullshit, then you better play Wabash again. And the Gene Taylor is going to look like a fucking pussy-ass bitch because he's going to have to play it or else he's going to lose all, his fun- all the funding. I just... I you want... know that's what's going to happen. Like, I the know. band director's going to try and power play this. And then the donor's going to be like, all right, uh, no, fuck you. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, like this is ridiculous. From an, from an objective standpoint, too, I'm tired, and we've, we've talked about this so much this offseason, I'm tired of so much stuff around K-State sports being what's talked about, not K-State sports. You're a player. The big the Wabash is like one of the best traditions in the Big 12, and now there's controversy around it. And that's going on in the stadium when you're supposed to be like playing your game, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. And then you just get to the fact of like, here we are again. It's another year we're talking about not our team winning. I, I literally legitimately, when I put this down, th- this was the biggest K-State takeaway from week one actually was this yes. this topic that we're talking about right and it, now it, it, nobody's talking about a second but we'll get into that well yeah. no and nobody's like you know i agree with that because deuce vaughn had a quiet 100 yard game and it was he had a really good performance nobody's talking about that and nobody's talking about that yeah yeah i yeah i think we hit the nail on the head here k-state do better like there's there's different levels to the, the off the field issues that like we have to address and stuff and this is a one I don't think you can win, and B I just don't think that it's a battle you should fight because they're eighteen year olds. I do trust, and they're giving you I, money. I I don't know if like this is gonna sound crazy or anything, but like I trust Gene Taylor to. I I, I don't know. I think he's probably the one that. I don't fucking trust any. Yeah, uh, Sam, take us off that topic. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't trust any person in a position of power nowadays to fucking do anything. Uh, okay. mo- most people are old and yeah, most of our leaders are old and stupid and the rest <laughs> of them are just stupid. Um, last thing I'm going to say on this topic, if I can remember it. Oh yeah. This was the super hot take that around Twitter. Someone said that they should just stop allowing students into games if they want this problem to stop, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard because I would hate to allow what would it probably be like 10,000 extra fucking people who don't know fuck about the game yeah and we'll just leave at halftime to go to the fucking parking lot to drink except they're not even going to yell during the game yeah. yeah go fuck yourself shut the fuck up you're an idiot all right what's next let's rag on texas all right they're playing I, bama i'm excited one and a half point dogs the dogs this week oh, oh, oh. i all right, so in terms of uh, – it's ironic because, again, we have, a, like, two teams that are just loaded with NFL talent, except it only matters on one team, uh, <laughs> like, facing off against each other. But also, we get to finally see what, like, every analyst, what every person that puts their uh, votes in to rank college football preseason, we finally get to see what they wanted us to because they ranked Texas up there for one reason and one reason only, and it was this – game quality win baby that's or right if Bama loses a quality loss that's right i yeah i 
I just wanted to throw it is a big game. There's a lot riding on this game. Um, this is Texas's chance, another year, year, whatever, a decade of proving that they're back. Um I don't want Texas to win this game. Like I know won't. it's I know I know they're I mean, not going if to. If Texas but, wins this game, I don't even know what to I'm well, first off, I'm gonna lose fifty bucks. Texas well I know. Okay, that's not like, well, yes, I would actually lose fifty dollars. I bet Alabama minus seventeen and a half. I have no faith that Texas will cover this. No, and I know. Maybe I know. I'm an idiot for that, but uh, the line moved three points since, so I feel pretty smart about it. But I don't. If I know they're not going to, like, never in a million I, years would you ever. I'm with that, you, Beans. And in some other like spectrum universe or whatever, yeah, like, they some, win. Like you will never hear the end of it. Oh God, ever, I know. ever. Even you think if, the Dallas? Even you if think they the Dallas? Win- you think Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl every year? No, Texas Longhorns are going to win the national championship every year after this one. <laughs> It'll be yeah. the only way that Texas wins. So Texas has two things going for them potentially, right? One is Bijan Robinson, like he's really fucking good. Um, if you have Bijan Robinson, it's like having Deuce Vaughn, except like you know NFL like level first round guy, Deuce Vaughn. Um, and the other thing is, is the wildcard factor that Quinn Ewers might actually just be one of the greatest quarterback prospects of all time. And he might actually just play like it. Yeah. And the thing is, is whenever Nick Saban loses, it's you, I can't say usually, but a lot of the time when Nick Saban loses is either some irrelevant ass quarterback that makes no goddamn sense or a transcendent quarterback as well as the two. You're either like a first round NFL draft pick or some undraftable motherfucker who can't even who will never see the field. It's you're either yeah. Bo Wallace or Johnny Menzel. Yeah. Half you don't even know who Bo Wallace is. I remember Bo Wallace. That's yeah, a, I do remember. He beat me twice, Trevor, I think. Trevor Trevor Knight. Trevor, Trevor Knight game. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Knight. You're, you're either you're either uh, Deshaun Watson or Trevor or Knight. You're, uh, fuck, I can't even. Uh, whoever the fuck A&M's quarterback was last year. Oh, See, I don't even remember the A&M's yeah. quarterback. I know who you're talking. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know who it is. Um, yeah. you're either Joe Burrow or you're uh whoever the fuck won. What who? What the what the hell is that guy's name? The guy that should the, that should say something though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The guy for LSU that won the nine to six game. It wasn't Matt Flynn. It's Matt the Burger? guy before Matt, Matt No, it wasn't Mattenberger. No, was it was it? the guy before Mattenberger. It went like Flynn, and then it was Somebody. like Corey Harris. Corey Harris was like the starter, but he got hurt. So it was this other dude who started for like the entire year. And then Corey Harris came back and like stunk it up in the natty. What the hell was the guy's name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. It was Zach Mattenberger. You know, I'm going to look it up. You guys keep talking while I look it up. Yeah, right, is there Gavin? anything else to take from this game, Beans? No, just Alabama. I, I'd rather have Alabama win than Texas win, to be fair. <laughs> like, I, quite honest. I think it's Zach Lee, now that I think about it. That name doesn't sound okay. familiar. I, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still looking it up because I'm a jack wagon. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to – next topic here, Beans. Um, we can move through pretty fast. I, just, I think it's actually meaningful but also really funny. There was a report that came out. Um, I can check the source here after this. Uh, that Trey Lance Garrett was, Lee. quote, annoyed that Jimmy G remained on the 49ers roster. Uh, what do you think of that, Beans? That quarterback room, you can cut that tension with a knife. Just Yeah. Especially uh, because, okay, this is really not 
this shouldn't matter, but like on the like look at okay, look at what happened to Carson Wentz. Like just it's an exa- perfect example of like get a good backup quarterback in there and like think shit can go south quickly. I think that I truly think that Jimmy G being as sexy as he is also plays like a small part in this. And like <laughs> <Trey> Lance, <laughs> he's cute too though. He's not Jimmy G cute. Okay. No, okay. And like for all we know, like Jimmy G is stacked. All right. We know that we've got it figured There's out. There's a big difference between sexy and cute though. A huge well, difference. Sure. World but like for all we know, like Trey Lance could have a little dick too. <laughs> there, there is a this size gap. If this is if this is sexy, this is cute, right? Meow. By the way, I just want to yeah, want to yeah. correct myself. It was Jarrett Lee who I was thinking of. It was Jordan Jefferson who was the other quarterback I was thinking. Yeah, of. there you and go. Corey Harris is the Miami quarterback from. You were K- saying Corey Harris, and I was like, did he transfer there? No, but I couldn't remember anything about Corey Harris. It was the first quarterback from that time period that. Yeah. Flashed into my brain from overrated SEC school. Yeah. Or from overrated Southern school, I should say. Yeah. Not that LSU was overrated. I'm going to stop talking. But no. yeah, I guess in terms of uh, the Jimmy G and Trey Lance thing, I just think uh, really off the field and on the field, we've just not seen a lot. If not, the best way to put it is enough, but we just haven't seen anything good from Trey Lance, like good, great, however you want to put that. What's up, Beans? Trey Lance better have a really good first game because one interception, Jimmy G's thrown in. I, I don't think Dude, that's the how, case. It's going to take four or five fair? games. Callahan is a wild one. I, yeah, uh, that's fair. Could you, you, I, I don't know. I don't know. The fact that they restructured him, Trey Lance is annoyed. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan doesn't seem like the kind of guy that likes that kind of stuff. And I, so – one 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 clown. slip, and I can see him just saying, "Nah, like we'll go back to quarterback Jimmy G. by committee, baby." Quarterback and running back by committee—that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> You'd never be able yeah. to prepare for the uh, Niners' offense. They are uh, constant changing. I no, I thought that that was super interesting. Um, we should absolutely though move on to the meat of the show, and before we do that, we all need to give our favorite lies from the off season. We have came on this show and just stretched as much bullshit in the actual news as we can, and to celebrate, what if that bullshit was just complete and utter lies fed to us by the greater media? Beans, if you can swing it, talk to Fleetwood Mac, try and play lie. Uh, little lies before the segment. God, you guys are really trying to make this difficult. I am trying to make... What do you think they're going to do? Fucking copyright strike us? We haven't been hit yet, so I'm proud. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Gavin, I told a lie myself. Oh, boy. Are you you checking yourself? I'm proud of you. My lie and your lie, less so Bean's lie, probably not even Bean's lie. My lie. Was it Skylar Thompson was an insured salesman. He is an insured salesman. That's a good and, one. And he is at least a regional director insurance salesman. That man made the 53 man roster. I have no idea how he did it. I am very happy for him. Go ahead, Gavin. He stayed healthy. That's how he did it. <laughs> that- Ain't that the fucking truth? Um, uh, congrats to Skyler on making me look yes. a fucking clown. Um, but there you go. We he was listening. 
He listened to our podcast and was like, I'm going to show those I three guys. So. I hope I'm going to show hope. those three guys. Skyler, if you're listening, come on, baby girl. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, but no, we told one of the biggest lies about how bad Skyler was, apparently. Until he just inevitably gets hurt in practice walking. No, don't do that. We might have no. to – that might be another lie. That we we need to- We need somebody from K-State to just stick – Darren Sproles it. Stick it around I'm not the saying NFL. I'm sorry. So he's going to get hurt. I'm Stick it out. Sticking to my guns. I'm not apologizing. Yeah, if you give me that one, three beans, that'd be fantastic. God bless us. Uh, Gavin, you actually know what you want. So I, I yeah. off cup that one. Beans looks like he's got the gears turning in his head. So you better. You no, better that, that was a good pick, Sam. I, uh, I, I do appreciate that one. Um, mine was Trey Sermon, and it's just for the complete fun of like now we have two off seasons of the 49ers like trying to it's like they were going to therapy with the media and like trying to convince themselves that the Trey Sermon draft selection was actually really good the more that you think about it. And if you actually think about it, he's the best running back in camp and he looks really explosive out there and we're excited for and he's cut. He's gone. He's not there anymore. Philadelphia, yeah. Did that guy literally like Ooh. broke his collar? Had two amazing games and broke his collarbone and never recovered. Let's not forget the important distinction of it wasn't like there was much before those two games either. That, uh, except for that one meme where he's like looking like. Yeah. Like, no, he, has, uh, he made a meme and had two in two awesome games. Two games in the biggest stage got that dude a third round draft. Uh, contract and nothing else. A practice. You know what? You know when we knew it was over. When the Niners traded up to pick them, because the Niners are incapable of trading up for good players. Fair enough. They're, they're well, no, they're like trade up record is like Trey yeah. Sermon, like Dante Pettis, John, I mean, Trey uh, Lance, Joe Williams. Like, jury's out on, but like there's. There's like a couple other dudes. Like the track record is like there's like zero good players, like one yeah. or something like that. Crazy. That's like the Raiders hit first round draft picks. No, that yeah, they they just that like was the make one those truth picks. of the off season. They 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 said something like this motherfucker. They saw old Alex Lowe was like the fifth tackle in camp, and they fucking they fucking didn't lie about that. They fucking cut his ass. He actually looks really bad. No, trust us, he actually <laughs> does. And then they like, tried to trade them to themselves, and they still declined it. Yeah. Jeez, what was your beans? favorite lie? Um, man, I've thought of it this whole time. The only one I could think of was Juju being receiver one. And after hearing the reports today of Mahomes talking to, yeah. uh, he said like it's it's good. He said even apologized to fantasy owners. He's like it's going to be receiver by committee. So that yeah, proves know. my. So that goes back to my non-lie of Justin Watson will have one 100 yard game. Now we're we're gonna coach. Okay. We're yeah. we're not gonna let our receivers do anything. We are going to manufacture everything this offense does through coaching. Nothing yes. more or nothing less. I I remember I was actually watching a video like on strats for drafting like a week ago, and this guy was like, I couldn't tell you who is going to be the consistent player in the Kansas City offense because none of them have a consistent track record outside of Travis Kelsey. And he was like, you might as well just draft the one that falls the furthest because you'll probably just get the best value for that person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so. 
I don't even Why know who that on? is. Is that MVS or is that McColl or is it Sky for like a draft perspective? It's not Sky. Uh, it's probably McColl. McColl. As far as consistent? No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm talking like if you're in a fantasy draft, like which one is like the last, like which one is the no. best like at cost pick in terms of like which one's pretty much is going last? Like Miko, I don't see him going past like the 10th. Like, I see him going past like the 10th round, you know, like. I- so to me, there's the three wide receivers that matter. McColl's irrelevant to me. Like take him out. I don't know what the order is of the other three at this point to even like make a judgment call on that. So because it really yeah. would be the cheapest of those three. I don't even know who that would be though, or who that is currently. Yeah, just play best ball if the Chiefs wide out. That's all you need to know. There you go. All right. Bye. So are we? So are we doing any sort of preview? This is the meat and potatoes segment. We're gonna do some previews for the big games this week. Are we going to recap any of these games or can we We just will go recap since we're talking chiefs though, let's just go straight into it. Straight into chiefs. Okay. They're going to lose the Cardinals. I've been calling it for months. Big Pat Tillman come up uh, on nine 11 because you know, randomness and such. Hang on. Um, let me raise my hand. We have our, we have our schedule here. You don't need to raise your hand. You can just speak. Gavin. Okay. All right, Gavin, go. Uh no, Sam, you're wrong. That's not going I to happen. Correct. Um, the Cardinals. Not not only like have we just came on here and talked so much shit on the Cardinals offseason, like an exorbitant amount a, that they deserve, but they're also like just beat up to piss right now. They're like top four receiving weapons are hurt right now. I'm not afraid of what the Cardinal Cardinals are going to be trotting out there. Which is why you're going to lose because Kansas City has a track record of not respecting teams at all. Gavin, I'm going to say this in May 17, the year of our Lord, uh, 2022. May 17? Uh, May 17? You said that um, oh. the Chiefs were going to lose this. Oh, okay. oh we, when we did the schedule prediction. I was the only one to predict a win. He's here. a flip flopper. The schedule prediction includes health, and they are not healthy right now. So, like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> that is a different team than I bet on at that point in the year. I I tell you what, the ghost of Pat Tillman is going to help them win on 9/11. I I there there's no basis other than that. Okay. And if I'm right. You guys are going to look like fucking clowns, and I'm going to look like a genius. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to look like a fucking clown, which is we want to know, baby. And that's all that defense it. That defense is pretty good. Like, the Cardinals, Cardinals? has a – yeah, they have a – they have, a, like, a good secondary. Like, the back, you know, seven, they, they're pretty good. But, like, their front rush is – but I think that's where hopefully, like, that'll help us out and is our front line is better than their front line. So – we're also missing a very important distinction that Daryl Williams is in Arizona. So, missing that part. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Williams. Are, <laughs> you know, who the dude who fucking... I know. I shouldn't who Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams is actually guy. a relevant player who's played in an NFL game, unlike yeah. your boy, who I can't even remember. Malik Herring? He's on the roster, Ooh. by the way. Anyways, um... I don't even know. So what's the, what's the score? What are we what are we guessing the score well, to be? Okay, before we get to score predictions, just in terms of like what matters for the Chiefs in this game, um, offensively, we gotta find an identity without Tyree Kill. 
Like, I think we've all expressed concern for that this offseason, me maybe more than others. Like, what does this offense look like when we don't have the just trump card of Tyreek Hill and I'll even argue Travis Kelsey because he doesn't appear to be a full a full-time player right now and maybe at this point in his career. We we got to figure out on offense what what this looks like and then defense, we just need new faces to to just not do what happened at the beginning of last year, where we just have three, four blown plays a game on defense, blown coverages, and like shit just hits the fan with miscommunications, being out of position, etc. At the very least, let's like just see our defensive players appear well coached and I discipline just every like stereotype you can hit on defense. That's all I want to see, even if they don't appear ready right now. That's okay. I just want to see Nick Bolton able to communicate, do, you know, take that role of Anthony Hitchens. I want to see how well he does there. And I want to see how well either Juan Thornhill or um, Justin Reed takes that Tyron Matthew, like communications to the backs. You know, I agree with that. I, I want to see somebody step I, up. I, we no, know Chris again. Jones has got that front line down. We know he's the, he's the head honcho there. I want to see the next layers take the next step up. I, Again, though, just communication. Just yes. there's a lot of new faces in this yes. linebacking core, secondary, etc. But Justin Reed did say that this is the best defense. It doesn't say much because he's from Houston, but like, you know what I mean Sam, here. Sam, Sam, take us quickly. What were you gonna say? I I'm just gonna say like Cardinals, uh, 31, 28, or like 27, wow. 24, or something like that, or maybe 30, 27. Cardinals 30, 27. by, Cardinals by like a field goal ish. Okay. Last Gavin, second, what's, Matt Prater. What's your what's your what's your score, Gavin? Uh, Chiefs thirty four twenty four. That's a good. That's a good one. I had twenty three seventeen. Losers. <laughs> All right, let's get. Speaking into- of losers, let's talk about some real loser here. <laughs> um, God, well, neither one of us lost our game. Um, let's start with, uh, the university of rock shock on this one. Okay. At least they have their chance. So, uh, KU played test attack. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I know. Whatever. I, uh, I hate everything that K-State does all the time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> K-State won't ever give me a moment of happiness. But it's man happiness. Constant Dude, I Dude, K-State just takes, you know the scene from uh, Batman when, like, Batman's carrying the Joker and, like, he's beating the shit out of him and he's like, you have nothing to threaten me with? That's what it's like being a K-State fan. K-State can't do anything worse to me than they've already did. They can't hurt me anymore. Like, the only thing K-State can do worse is be, like, KU bad. Which, I mean, I guess they could be. But, like, that's how I feel KU football fans are, is they can't be hurt anymore. Right. And congratulations to them. They beat Tennessee Tech by a very considerable margin. I don't remember what the score was, but they beat Batman! Fuck out of them. It, Does anyone remember the score of that game? It, blowout. They, won by, they like, won by, like, fucking 40, I think. Is Tennessee yeah. Tech or is it Tennessee State that's coached Tennessee by Eddie Tech. George? Oh. Uh, Tennessee Tech's who they played. What's that? I think that's Tennessee State. Coached by yeah. Eddie George? I believe so. Oh, okay, never mind. I don't oh, know. Tennessee Tech is fucking awful. Like, let's get that out of the way. 
But that doesn't mean that KU should not take uh, anything away from this win. Uh, Devin Neal looked fucking great. He had like a hundred and some yards on like four or five carries or something like that. He looked great. Yeah. Was good, and they blocked the kick and they pretty much just took care of business. So that, uh, that last line there, Sam, when we were talking beforehand about like previewing this game, we're saying KU needs to come out, take care of business, prove that this isn't just, or like take the step forward towards this isn't the same old KU mentality. They did that. They accomplished their goal. In my mind, they at the very least met expectations and probably exceeded them. Um, which like, A, props to KU. That has not been, you've not been able to say that over pretty much the last decade. And as a little uh, sneak peek to the K-State uh, game, like I don't think they, that their in-state rivals can say that, right? So like uh, really nothing but positive things to say about KU and their program for this week. Yeah, their, their game was almost boring in a sense because there's not a whole lot to go over. Everyone who should have performed, performed. Um, they took care of business. They, I mean, like, you can tell there's some hype around them because West Virginia is only a 13 and a half point favorite, right? Like, K, KU's not like, I mean, yeah, like catching double digits to a conference opponent isn't like the greatest thing in the world. But I mean, KU, KU's not catching like 20 point spreads anymore. Like, they're catching, you know, like less than two TDs. You can, so. you can feel, I don't want to say steps. But that first step has been made that like the initial step towards not dog shit has like officially been made. We've done it. They come out to West Virginia and just get piss pounded. Like it probably it doesn't mean anything at this point. Everybody's just like, yeah, Tennessee Tech sucks and whatever. Everything resets. So, um, so in the past, the tape steps is important. But go ahead, Beans. In the past, like, you know, there's games where they're just completely blown away or there's games where they just like stick it out one or two touchdowns and this game if they compete with west virginia that means something like i'm talking like three to three a field goal to a touchdown like did it last year yeah very capable of doing it again they did it last year and i think that's where they're going to be at this year i think every game is going to be like not every game is going to be decided by a touchdown but it's going to be decided by 14 or so like there's going to be games where they're just really close and into and it. And they just need to win two more, and I win my bet. <laughs> I bet KU over wins because I let Cash Kansas convince me. So I'm rooting for the Hawks for at least bet. two more wins. So what's the score? What's the score on this one? I think I, I think this is one that KU can win, right? Um, I would say if it was in Lawrence, I would fancy the chances of winning. I think it's probably about a touchdown game, give or take, just based off of it being in Morgantown. I'm going to go with West Virginia having a little bit more of a letdown than you think after losing to Pitt the previous week. They get a little extra rest. KU also gets a little extra rest, but I'm going to go like, West Virginia, like uh, 28, like KU, like 24, something like that. Okay. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a real kind of dogfight. I don't think West Virginia is really anything. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it's a combination of I don't rate Pitt. I rate KU higher. And I think West Virginia is 
in line for a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. But I think West Virginia should still be able to win. They're still they're still the better team, but I think they've got opportunities to go win some games. Gavin? Uh 24-17, West Virginia. Same pretty much same stuff as Sam. I think that this game kind of gets just drugged down into the mud. Uh two teams that I don't think are that good. Like it's like two children fighting over a pickle or like just some like dumb shit like that. Where, yeah, I don't. There's not a whole lot to say there. I don't think West Virginia is that good either. That's really what it comes down to for me. I have KU losing as well, but I have the score flip flop between Sam and I, 28-24. That's a good good line, but uh, I just don't think. I like I said, KU's there, but I don't think they're just yeah there. Yeah, I think about a four to seven. I I think KU should be able to cover. Now I don't yeah. want to make that bet on my own. Because I'm a pussy ass bitch, um, and I mean KU hasn't given me a track record to convince me to cover. I don't. <laughs> says the guy who bet on them to win three games, they have to cover at least two more. So, eh, I'm a I'm an idiot. What what can I say? Um, let's move on to the cats now. Uh, Gavin, you and I were at the game. We can talk about yeah. this one a little bit more. I don't want to. I feel bad for all of our KU listeners because they're probably just sitting there like, oh. I don't. Fuck you guys. You're national champions. Just, like, sit there, like, rest on that and tell me that we suck. Just wait till November. Just wait till November, guys. You make me sad. Just wait till November. Um, I took nothing away from K-State's game except that Adrian Martinez looks a little deary in headlights, which is concerning, and our kicker is terrible, which is more concerning than anything else. Um, everything else, the defense got a shutout, so that's all fun and good. They really shouldn't have gotten a shutout because they probably should have given about six points at least. But, oh well, helped us cover. I have three takeaways from this game. Let's hear it, James. I think that you're wrong. Defense good, offense looked bad. Defense defense good, good, offense bad, special team pretty good. Uh, Other than that, nothing really. What you got, Beans? So three takeaways. A, Will Howard could start on this team. No, what? fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah. Jake Rubley was No, literally. No, 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 you want no, 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 a real no, hot no. take? Jake Rubley is the fucking right. best quarterback in that room. Will Howard could start for South Dakota. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to I put you through it. Through, yeah. Through the ringer that there. quarterback was so fucking terrible. Sam. That quarterback left probably at least. 10 yeah. points on the table. Travis, Travis, the running back, he's from Pratt, Kansas. I watched him. Uh, I in knew a, that. I fucking yeah. knew that. He was the guy who they were fucking Getting? knobbing off last year when he played KU. Are you so talking about South Dakota? I, yeah, for South Dakota. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Travis Tice. I, I, I watched him. fucking kid. I watched him live. Like, I watched him at a playoff game in high school. Uh, it would have been three years ago, I think. He played quarterback, and he, they ran the triple option. I've never seen a quarterback with so much power, and just he was an aggressive guy. This, yeah, no, he's he's got some juice to him for sure. If he gets a good O line, like I'm shocked he's not at like K State or something like that. But and, I mean, good for yeah, him. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool to coerce him to come here and be your backup. But oh, that's one other takeaway I actually liked. I might Giddens. be stealing yours, but uh, Giddens actually looked really fucking yes. good. And that made me feel really, really good, good. about that guy not taking a hundred percent of the carries. That guy is a brick shit house. He is awesome. 
Uh, I second. sat behind his cousins. Oh, really? They were in front of me at the game. He's a JC. He's a JC graduate. He's he? a JC guy. And I yeah. was like, I, I yelled something about like, let's go get this dude turns around. He's like, hey, yo, man, that's my cousin. Nice. Dapped him up and was like, hey, man, tell him good luck for the rest of the season from me. Yeah. And then I, I like, left because I, like those weren't their seats, but you know whatever. <laughs> uh, second takeaway. I agree with uh, uh, Sam saying Adrian Martinez is a little skittish sometimes. And you can tell this is the Nebraska and him coming out. Like, I don't blame anything Adrian Martinez did in Nebraska. I blame all Scott Frost at this point. Um, watching Adrian Martinez, he puts himself in the bad situations where he's trying to escape the pocket and that defender can slip off the O-line. You can tell, like, that's what he was kind of taught at Nebraska. I'm sure if you give him a couple more games here— I'm sure he's going to be a great I mean, if we don't got a couple more games, means man's going to have to learn on the fly against Missouri. I know. I know. He's he's going to have to really pick it up here. But I'm saying he could be good. I'm saying he could be pretty good um, if he learns to just kind of hang in that pocket. I know that stuff takes time, but he's also only thrown the ball for the past 20 days. So give it some time. Um, third takeaway was uh, Giddens. I liked Giddens. Yeah. I, that, that guy is awesome. I, I will say the one bad takeaway, too, along with the kicker, is uh, Portier is, like, out for the season now. I don't know what he did, but he's out for the oh, season. Oh, the O-lineman? Yeah, the O-lineman who got hurt. He's out oh, for the year. But I didn't know yeah. that. I did not know that one But either. that means that our fellow Wamigo High School alumni is now exactly one injury our boy, away. Our boy Del Forge. He's, I saw him get in. I'm Del like, that's Forge, a boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's potentially one injury away from starting major college football against potentially like Oklahoma. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Let, we'll see how that goes. You know, that'd be hilarious if Dawson, like, you know, we, we get like one more injury. Dawson starts like the last 10 day game, just fucking wreck shit and gets drafted because of it. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be I cool. would enjoy that. So, Gavin, what do you got? In terms of me, I want to preface this in a way um, to, I guess, make my point. Everybody, I was told before the game, and I've been told multiple times before, that I am a pessimist when it comes to K-State football. And that is 100% true. You are spot on. But that is with the understanding that I think that K-State can win a national championship if we are not doing something that helps us do that. I don't think it's worth our time. I don't want to waste time beating LSU in a like worthless bowl game. If that's your goal, that's okay. But like, understand that that is my goal. And like what Sam is talking towards, I was actually wasn't even going to talk about this, but like maybe Jake Rubley is the starter over Adrian Martinez. I'd like Jake Rubley. He looked pretty good. But he, he had some good ass reps. That one where, he just took that hit from that linebacker and delivered it over yes. him yep. for five yards. Right that, that was a great play. People will never tell you that because they're casuals, but that was an accurate ball put out quick under, under pressure. pressure. And that it's, was a good-ass play. It's good. This is like a good scenario for K-State right here. Like you have Adrian Martinez here now. You have Rubley the next couple of years, and you have Avery Johnson coming in right after that. It's perfect. Let's Avery not Johnson skip the story. Like – Will Howard wasn't the one that came out. I know the coaching staff can come out here and say he's getting redshirted and all that, but this is the coaching God, staff that no. lied 
straight to my face when they said he was the best backup quarterback. I, I can't game. have Will Howard on my football team for six seasons. I just can't. I know. like I, I can't do it. That means that after this year, we're only at the halfway point of Will Howard. I, Sam, I, I could see I'll the light you, moving Gavin's eyes when I said that. It, I, well, I'm just kind of indifferent on it because what you said. Now, granted, I understand that this is the coaching staff that said he's the best backup quarterback in the country and apparently likes him, whatever that is worth. But there's been objectively nothing, no reason that they should like him. So they either have to be insane. Or we assume that Sam's take that he told me over the weekend that we are trying to push him out, given the transfer rules and everything, that that makes much, much more logical sense to me. So uh, this is your chance, Chris Kleinman. If Will Howard comes back, isn't pushed out, and ever plays for this team again, you are officially an idiot in my (laughs) eyes. You have no knowledge of the game of football, at least to the quarterback position, and I will never respect you. That is not true. I just need a defense. What are the odds? I did. I saw this take on Twitter from someone, and I just got to share it because it. This is this is like the most K State shit that would ever happen. Imagine if Will Howard, like, for the next three years, doesn't play quarterback because like we got Avery Johnson, like Rubley is apparently not trash now or whatever. Imagine if he's just our tight end for like the next three years. Yeah. Like, is that not the most K State bullshit you've ever heard? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah we got this quarterback that fucking sucks. He's going to play tight end now. And it's like, yeah. what? Why? Why yeah. would we do that to ourselves? Because K State, baby. So, I guess to keep us moving here, um, I said well, on the preview, I'm not, I'm not worried about the defense. Mm. Defense looked great. I'm worried about the quarterback room. The quarterback room gave us reasons to be very concerned. We didn't throw a ball past five yards downfield. That was completed. Like, just, it is what it is. Rubley, Rubley's throw that threaded the needle may have got 10 yards, and that was actually a very good throw. That was Rubley, not our starter. Um, there's just, the only takeaways I would allow somebody to take from this game and be logical is if they had high hopes and given what the offense looked like and how manufactured it was, like we make fun of Jimmy Garoppolo, we make fun of Ben Roethlisberger, but then some K-State fans are going to come out and say, no, Adrian Martinez actually looked really good. Like, no, like you can't have both sides there. The only takeaway that I think you could have is being too high on the quarterback coming into the year and kind of pulling yourself back. But that's just because of the way I felt already. What do you think, Sam? Okay. I got a firm handshake to either of you. You can tell me who the leading receiver on K-State's football roster is at this current moment. Okay, one. was Malik Knowles' touchdown, no. was that a pass? That it was not a, no, that no, it was not a run. Okay. So I'm going to say, ironically, it would have been Giddens if he would have caught the pass that uh, Deuce Vaughn should have been in when we were in the red zone and looking at scoring opportunities. But he got taken out because he was playing between the 20s when he shouldn't have been playing and took a fucking shot in the third quarter that we shouldn't have been allowing to take. Deuce shots in the fucking third quarter. Uh, That was was scary as hell. I saw the whole season melt away before my eyes. That that was something that frustrated me in the game as well, is like if Giddens looks good and everything, why are we putting Giddens in on receiving situations and in the red – like maybe in the red zone I can understand because he's a power back. But the fact that Deuce Vaughn took a shot 
And then the next play, we threw a pass to Giddens when Deuce is like probably the best receiving back in the Big 12. Just boggled my mind. It hurt me inside. Um, but I don't even know where I was going with that. So go ahead, Sam. Who's your, who do you think the leading receiver is, Gavin? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it's a dude that Jake Rubley threw the, uh, like, thread the needle pass to, uh, like, on the QB rollout. Um, I don't know who it was. I just remember watching it. It's some it's nobody. Not, who, who do you think it is? It's not Deuce, is it? No. The correct answer is Will Swanson. Yeah. Who? 6'5", 244-pound sophomore tight end. Yeah, that's of, right. Uh, Papillon, Nebraska. Oh, they have two Papillon catches? Then. Two catches for 23 yards. So Will he got Swanson. that pass, and he was the dump-off target for Jake Rubley on that on that uh, blitz, too. So Ah, yeah, that is wow. what it was. Um, is he there, you is he, there you go. Will Swanson wow, is the best receiver on K-State's roster at the current moment. And he's the third-string tight end. And I do... Yeah, we rotate no, so much. By the way, we got we got to stop throwing the ball to fucking set it. Don't 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 even get me fucking started on us rotating players, Beans. I'm gonna wait till a bigger game to get pissed off at that. I've already got pissed off at a running back rotation. All right, but, K State plays Missouri this week. We have exorbitantly covered K State as we are all massive homers and everything of the like. Gentlemen, Missouri is an SEC foe, an old foe of the Big Twelve. And I don't know anything about Missouri other than the fact they have some five-star athlete on their team, and he's really good. They beat the piss out of Louisiana Tech, and they apparently have SEC recruits. I am very pessimistic about this game and actually think we will lose because our kicker is going to bone us in the ass for this one. And I got us losing about like 23-20 or something along those lines. Maybe we'll call it 24-21. How about that? So I actually have us losing because I don't trust our kicker and I don't trust my quarterback at the current moment. You said 24-21? Yeah, 24-21, Mizzou. Okay, turn. So I'm going um, 28-20 because we're going to miss a PAT again. And um, I would like to say something about Missouri too because what really, really hurts about this game and I don't know if you guys feel like the same way about this. I Missouri is viewed good because they're in the SEC. They're uh, they like used to be in the Big 12. People know them, whatever. But like we also make fun of the bottom end of the SEC because it's really bad. Missouri's in that group. Like I don't think Missouri is that good. This really is just a not South Dakota opponent for K State to face. But ideally, I want K State to be able to readily handle a crappy program over the last decade like Missouri. So you're saying they're losing? Yes. 28 to 20. Hmm. There is nothing to suggest that we should win, which is why Beans is going to pick us to win. Well, if we look back at the date of the year of our Lord, uh, July 19 of 2022. Pretty sure I picked us to win this game. All three of us picked to win this game. Yeah, that's so I realized that Adrian Martinez was a garbage can and that we had no kick. Okay. I don't think he's a garbage can. I, I don't think he he's a garbage not good can. coming in. Um, you know what? I think he's super vanilla. I think I think with all the distractions around everything right now, and I just don't think he's back enough quite yet. And that's why I think it's like twenty four twenty one. If if uh and Sam comment on this too, and you too, Beans. 
our offense comes out, looks uber dynamic, and Adrian Martinez like is just dropping dimes downfield. We come out of this week feeling I like my point yeah, in that is the Big Twelve then, right? My, yeah, my point in that is like the big big issue is still quarterback here. But if we get like a glimmer of hope that like he can actually run a functional offense that can essentially attack all levels of the field. That that's a completely different K State team at that point. Look, here, here's the thing, Beans. Right. So, I would think if I saw anything out of Adrian Martinez, I would think that K State's winning the game. Right. I think it's closer than seven and a half. Obviously. Yeah. Um. I I just can't do it because I didn't see Adrian Martinez do anything. I didn't see him. I didn't see him be dynamic running the ball, and I didn't see him throw for more than 56 passing yards. He, like, I don't know what you want from me. So We've already used up our special teams or defensive touchdown for the next couple weeks, so yeah, we can't we might get have that. Or one of those. I mean, like, the thing of it, too, is, is like, even, even when we beat Mississippi State at Mississippi State, I mean, that took a kickoff return touchdown and, like, some other special team stuff. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Those teams are still good. They're not, like, great, but they're still good. Missouri would still be, like, a pretty decent Big 12 team, and they're, yep. like, a okay SEC team. Like, it's just the way that it yep. is. Yep. What what score are you – so, I swear, you better have K-State winning by over seven and a half points, or else I'm going to kick your fucking ass in the next segment. So no, what's your score prediction? I have them winning 21 to 10. Wow. Okay. I so, I respect that. I and I'm not trying to hedge against my like prediction or anything. That I guess my prediction is a hedge against my own happiness. So um but yeah, same here. But um, but like I could easily see that being the case, Beans. We just control the game, think, our defense locks down Missouri, and everybody's happy, but still kind of like hesitant with our offense. I think this will be a good game for Adrian Martinez because Louisiana Tech last week put up 336 passing yards against Missouri. So I think this is a good this is a I, good step for Adrian Martinez. What's up? So you promise when we come out of this next week with an average depth of target of negative two yards and 100 passing yards that you will then admit that there is a massive problem <laughs> at quarterback, right? Yes, I will admit that. Okay, okay. But this will also, also be a really good game for Deuce Vaughn and Giddens. You know, I, I think the running back. Yeah, that's how this we is, win. This is how we're going to win. I think this is going to be off the backs of our running backs and Malik Knowles and our special teams. I think special. It played a really good part and last week. And defense and coaching. And no, we don't. fans getting into it. We're going to come out defense. punch them right in the mouth. Screw defense, screw passing. As long as we're running and have really good special teams, we win. <laughs> so speaking of uh, the line, this is how I win. This is how, like, it's it's I win in the movie. That brings me back to Adam Sandler's best work, Uncut Gems, one of the oh yeah worst movies upon first watching, best movies upon second watching. Agreed. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, no, that movie is terrible the first time you watch it. You have to watch it twice. It's it, really it, slow. It's it's a dude, that movie's super weird. It's it's literally just anxiety of the movie, but like once you like watch it the second time, you're like, oh shit, like this is really good. But that movie's all about sports betting. And sports betting is in Kansas, ladies and gentlemen. 
And this is a new weekly segment that we're going to start where we're going to throw our money away to MGM and we're going to fucking gamble on a three-leg parlay every week. We're going to lose a ton of money, gentlemen. Gavin, I owe you. Huh? I'm not losing money, but I am yeah, winning Bean's my bet. double dipping, but you get to give a pick. So, you know. Yeah, just you wait made for one. Just hit a couple of these parlays, Gavin. You'll see us making some fucking cashola. You'll be like, hey, yo, and then you'll, I could have made that money. And then you'll start putting in, and then we start losing. No, because exactly. as long as I'm in a parlay with Beans, Beans' bet is going to lose me money. So. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It's time for some gambling. Throw in like some slot machine sounds right here, Beans. You know, <laughs> Gavin, what is your lock of the week? So my lock of the week, and I feel great about this. It was actually something that uh, I had a joke one put up that uh, wasn't existing. Um, so Sam told me that this was one that I'd heard and absolutely fucking loved. It is uh, Gabe Davis over on the Thursday night football props of 56 and a half receiving yards. Um, when Gabe Davis took over, and when I say took, took over, played 80% or more of the snaps towards the end of last season, he averaged 59 receiving yards a game, not including the Chiefs game, the like blow up game, pulling that up. That's just like what he was doing. And I'm just going to assume that he's gotten better because he's a young ascending player. And I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey, presumably on Stephon Diggs for this game a high-scoring matchup, everything just kind of sets up for Gabe Davis to have himself a day, or at least 56.5 receiving yards. Stephon Diggs said uh, to hit the over on Gabe Davis. Yep, and I, I think Stephon Diggs is a reasonable human being at this point in time when he said just that one thing. Yes, I agree. What's All your right, bet, so Beans? So, so I'm right, that. so... What, so the what's line for that Gabe Davis is minus 115. For all of the uninitiated, minus 115 means that you have to put $115 down to win $100. Wow. Beans, what do you got as your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of the week is the K-State versus Mizzou minus seven and a half. For all the reasons. <sighs> for all the reasons we just said Dude. a little bit ago. I just feel like you should have taken Mizzou with the points, man. No. Whatever. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my kids' college joking. fund on this that I don't even have. Dog. Okay. I got a uh, I got a different parlay. No offense to this parlay. I hope this one doesn't hit. I got a different one that's like four four dollars. One's like two hundred. And like Missouri, like covering the points is like one of the key factors. Actually, it's only like two hundred bucks, but yeah. All right, so K-State, that's minus 110. I'm going against probably the grain. I'm sure this is, like, the trap of the fucking week. I'm sure, like, somebody knows something that I don't. But Baylor's going to Provo this week to play BYU. And they are catching three points. And you know what? Fuck catching three points. They're going to win that fucking game. Because they beat the shit out of BYU last year. I know last year's last year and this year's this year. But I'm ready to take this one plus 135 to the bank and bet on uh, bet on the Bears to come out and beat the Cougars. Future Big 12 matchup. Exactly. I have a good. I I don't have a good feeling, but I would risk at least five dollars of what I'm doing on Baylor to cover that. I think I actually w- wagered uh, ten of my own dollars to do that. So on a combined rate, that is plus 
738. So that means if you bet $100, you get $738 as your payout. So for a $15 stake, that means that we would all get to split. And by split, I mean Beans gets two thirds because he paid two thirds, and I get two thirds or one third because I paid one third. $125 and 81 centaroos. So here's hoping that uh, that happens. Beans, you, bean, you should make graphic. For us or something doesn't have to be anything crazy i can send you like a screenshot I, of a I bet. can make us a graphic you can make it oh wait are you talking about the bets no you i can't make that yeah you know what? yeah it'll take a, you guys are you get you guys are putting a lot of stress on this guy <laughs> oh boy well if i can always just i'm just gonna send it in the group and uh we can always just tweet it, tweet out the picture of what we're doing. So like, yeah, we don't need to do that. We don't need to make a graphic or anything. Let me put that. Well, let me put that in the group right there. And bada bing, bada boom. That is your weekly parlay of the week. 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 All right. Week. I think uh, we got all the games covered for this week. Um, it's gonna be nice to have all three meaningful uh, teams for us in action this week for the first time and for the next couple months guys oh dude this is this is great our podcast is finally hitting the moment where we're actually talking about legit i know we started this thing in like what february February yeah we started in february which was a horrible a horrible time we we literally got to talk about the super bowl and like and then like that was it yeah then it was just like the dog days of summer and yeah, uh, brutal. Ben, We're actually you know what time of the show it is. Time for you. Your thought-provoking moment. All right, so I got a good one for you guys. So I saw a slug, or yeah, I saw a slug yesterday, and it was like crawling around everywhere. And I'm like, and yeah, it, it was like crawling around. A, yeah, well, it was sliming around. I don't know. It was leaving like a snail. It was like leaving sliming a trail around. everywhere. Anyways. And it got me thinking, like, a snail is one good tug away from being a slug. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Or. I'm, I'm going to be dead ass with you. If some dude that just, like, looked reasonably professional said, no, a slug is just a snail that hasn't found a home yet, I would believe him. Like, I don't even know what the difference is. They're close up. enough that I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Are they actually, like, different things? I really don't know. I'm I don't know. Like, I, I don't some, know. Are they, some like, veterinarian the is, like, banging his fucking head against a wall right now. But then Archer's mom is probably just like, these guys are fucking How do they – how do snails mate? Like, there's a shell in the way. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm like, like yeah, like that. And if you yeah. didn't, if you didn't catch that on the podcast, what I did was, right. so, <laughs> just like that, okay? <laughs> Got it. Yeah, it makes sense now, right, Dean? But like, and if you look at a snail and then like you tug it, like, does it well, automatically the, become a... the sticky parts of the snail has to be the part that? Well, no, that... no, no, no. If you so like you see a snail and you pull its shell off, does it just now become a slug? Yes. Maybe. But I I said it confidently enough. I'm dressed up, so. Oh yeah, you're professional. Like, you're professional. I'm just saying, I mean, guys. Like, it, it, like hermit crabs just have like shells, right? Like they just so, go okay, in. Okay. At like, what point did slugs evolve to be? 
No, that's not correct. Okay. Never mind. I don't know. Okay, so did the snail lose its shell first, or did the slug grow? I, I think the slug grow grows the shell. Yep. Do they grow shells? Can the shells I grow? Thought so. They grow. Sh- There's no way. They find a home. No. Where do, you find a, where do they find a home? Is there just some realtor hanging around with the shell and says, here's your How home? How else do you buy homes? You go, you get on Zillow, you peek around, <laughs> you hit the thing and request a tour. It's what snails do, okay? Do I'm snails. Use Zillow. Actually, the first thing, <laughs> the first search is do uh, snails have teeth? Well, um, we don't care about that, do they? Yeah, I, that, that's that, not that, interesting that, to me. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. Well, snails form their shells. Hold that, you know, All ballers that one. build their own shells. Built it from the ground up, baby. They build them? Well, yeah. Are they, you serious? They don't build them. It, like, cal- it's calcified so, up, like, their back. So are there carpentry snails and then just, like, normal average snails that don't Pump. know how to build their own home and HVAC and all that stuff? And those are the slugs. Those are the slugs. Now it makes sense. Okay. Wow. Wait a minute. That, that's so much easier to understand now that we put okay, it Okay, wait a minute. So the snail's, like, lungs are in its shell. So if I pull it, they die? Well, no, because yes. slugs can't breathe until they find grit and determination to finally build a home. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. <laughs> oh, snails and slugs are the same animal. Slugs are gastropod mollusks, like snails, but they don't have so an external shell. So they're the same thing, but I think if you got rid of the shell and the snail, the snail, like, forms the shell around its, like, vital organs. And so if you took the shell off, like, the vital organs might (laughs) stay in the shell and you might kill it. But for a split second or, like, a couple minutes, however long it takes it to die, a snail would be a slug. Yes. We're learning so much about snails. Yeah. Today. So like a snail a snail Wait, can how, like, there's a YouTube video saying how to clean and remove snail shell without without what? So there you go. Boom. That's how it becomes a slug. But without what? Without killing it? Without what? No, w- without. Without breaking the shell easy and fast okay yeah, <laughs> this motherfucker's yeah, I, I organs are inside the shell and he's like hold on don't break the house could i take the from cora could i take the snail can i take the shell off a snail and put it on a we have officially talked about this more than we did about the chiefs <laughs> okay so anonymous from eight years ago says you could take the shell off of a snail but it would kill the snail and annoy the slug if you put it on a slug Okay. So they're not the same. No, they are the same. So one of them is just one, more industrious. No, one chooses to be homeless. So the carpentry slug will die without work, and the normal slug the normal slug will die if you give it work. It's basically like America. It's California. Oh my god. Yeah. So the snail's <laughs> body is permanently attached to the shell. Simply cutting the shell. Um, result I'm calling snails carpentry slugs from now on. <laughs> Even if you could slugs. remove the skin and organs that are normally in the shell, what you are doing would be like taking the snail's skeleton 
and it would not be able to hold itself together, let only move. I'm going to be sitting at work tomorrow, and there's going to be a dude drive by with his truck and his shell that is his trailer driving around. The plug would would go into the shell and leave immediately. Okay, so they're the same thing, but one of them prefers homelessness. The other one can't survive without their home. Right. And now it's back for California. Gavin, save us. All right, Beans. I think it is time for us to transition into our hot takes and out of here. Do you want to go first? I know you had the first hot take. If you want to go last, I can understand that as well. Uh, I think I'll go first because I think you might not like it. I think it'll be pretty controversial. Oh, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. All right, let me look at it. It's been controversial all damn day. Beans. So what did the carpentry snail building in your brain? All right. So the carpentry snail, his name is Doug. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a so great what a hardworking son of a bitch. <laughs> so Doug that is, is telling the name me, of a hardworking son of a bitch. Uh, Doug has been telling me this for the past few years. Um, he's an alcoholic, by the way. Anyway, so oh, shit. Not Doug. Power, power and split zone is the sexiest play in football you could ever watch. I Four-yard gap play is just so much more sexier than a pass going over the middle. You know, it's just so much sexier. I love it when you see like a split – like on split zone, when you see a tight end come across the the front and just annihilate the edge, gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Or when a big – Fucking love split zone, baby. Or when a 350-pound oh, yeah. offensive lineman is just fucking pulling back and then going hit in a gap and the running back's behind it, hits it for eight yards. I don't care if it's four yards. I don't care if it's 20. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Mwah, chef's kiss. I love it. Not yeah. that I'm paying attention to you, but the girl I bet $50 on to win the U.S. Open is, like, about to win her match, maybe. So I'm, like, also kind of looking at that. Um, I think... Uh, beauty is subjective, Beans. I don't think, you know... Jesus you Christ, anything you fucking it. romantic. Shut up. Gavin, um, why do you look so sad? I don't even know where to start with this. Here, here's my thing. It's a lot more enjoyable to dominate someone on the ground. So, like, I understand where Beans is coming from. Like, you know, when you're running quarterback power, like, 20 times a game and winning, like, that's fucking awesome. I love that shit. But um, in terms of sexiest play, I don't know, man. I'd rather. Have you ever have seen this- Boise State run that hook and lateral against Oklahoma? Okay, but that's a that's a that's a, a euphoria like a in the moment kind of thing. Bro, like, you ever seen that-, that play though? That's like the girl that you fucking wish you could have fucking dated, like. She's but that how often ten does that, that play work? Like once in every dog. Play. She's that 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 specific play right there is that ten that you wish like you could date and you say is a ten, but she's not really a ten. You just have low standards. <laughs> but that 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 only happens like what once once a year maybe where it's successful. Like. So your your sexy play is lowering your standards to the point that you're like, oh yeah, this is actually like really good if you don't think about Dude, it too much. All I'm telling you is we had this play in college called Panda, and it was just – it was great. You know, Is that Broads in Atlanta? I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go into too much detail here. I'm just going to reply a simple, the sexiest play on a football field that you can run 
is when you have single high safety, your receiver to the outside is in press coverage, beats his press coverage, and the quarterback and the wide receivers simply just put a 40-yard dime downfield in a spot that nobody else can get to, and the receiver runs underneath it, catches it, even if he slips out of bounds. Just that catch, three-step drop, and lofted release from the quarterback as the receiver gets off press coverage and breaks down the sideline, runs underneath it, and catches. That is the sexiest play in college football. That is the sexiest play in football. I don't even want to limit it. Both are wrong, by the way. Sexiest play in college football is uh, triple option. No. Like, under center triple option. Okay, all right. Okay, you... You're like jacking it off. The option is like catfishing. You have no idea what's coming at you. <laughs> no, that play is uh, three yards and a cloud of dust. That is, I, that I is do. It's basics. I do love Army and Navy. I, I love the old school. I love that. But obviously as, not if that's not your favorite play, bro. No, just just the play in general. Just, dude, I could even limit it to split zone. Just leave one for the wham, and oh my god, that. Freaking, you know, like, you know, the slugs are the, you know, the slugs are the snails. Yeah. The, I love that. Yeah. There we go. Now. I love it. <laughs> you just get some, you get some slugs, not carpentry slugs, normal slugs, and you put them against each other and have them ram into each other, except like this, so that we can make beautiful, sexy love for our eyeballs. So, uh, my hot take after just the de-evolution of this entire show is I'm going to devolve it even further. Because I've been trying to gamble this entire week, and I've been using the MGM app because I have used the MGM app uh, previously. By the way, the MGM Nevada app is better than the regular MGM app, just a heads up. By the way, my uh, my gal could have won in straight sets, and she got her sir broken, so pain. Now she's down 40 love, but we believe. Anyways... Back to me. Yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> um, that MGM has been being a fucking bitch because I can't put money in through my card, apparently. They just have this thing that is, Gavin, what are you doing? What are you trying doing? Trying to write here? with this fucking pen. <laughs> wow, that well, must be your... It looked like you were trying to write with anything, Gavin. It looked like you know, you're twisting shout. The, cor- the corner's really pressing you right now, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, um, I've been trying to bet. I've been trying to give MGM my money for like the past week. And they don't let me do card transactions. And they have this eye icon that's like, oh, card transactions are coming back soon. And it's like, why soon? Why wouldn't you just have them now when you're going to Kansas? Like, this is ridiculous. It's unfair. And then all I could think of is, at this time, is, okay, what are the other ways I can do it? Well, you can go through your bank. And it's like, okay, bet. Try to go through the bank. Bank of the Flint Hills just isn't there, and you can't even put your, like, information in there. So did, you like, try, did you try First National Bank of Womigo? I used Bank of the Flint Hills. I know, but it used to be the First National Bank of Womigo. I did not try that. Try that next. No, because I, I eventually got it. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I had to go it. through like some other like deal to link my uh, account, right? Oh, okay. All right. And I had like prove who I was by like putting like my driver's license and shit. It was like actually really like intense. Hmm. Interesting. So, but yeah, like I tried to go through PayPal, like linking my bank through PayPal, 
And, like, that wouldn't even work. It was like, oh, you can't do this. And it was like, just let me fucking give you money, you bastards. Do you not oh, like my, my girl money? Decided up 40 to 40. Let's go. But, yes, so my hot take of the week is, MGM, you bastards, make it easier for me to fucking give you money. You bastard. Like, I'm trying to fucking give you, like, hundreds of dollars by being a dumb idiot, and you won't let me, and that's bullshit. Also sponsored the podcast. Please. Oh, my God. If MGM sponsored pod, I would do bad things to get MGM to sponsor this podcast. Or DraftKings. $5 and get $200 in free bets. Dude, yeah, I know. I need to do that, too. Gavin, what are you trying to frantically write? So my hot take is something that I've wanted to say for this whole offseason. Sam can back me up on the fact that I like this player. I've been high on him. Just haven't really had an opportunity to actually get my true feelings out here. It's um, Wondell Robinson. It is not Wondell. Fuck John Mechie. Wondell and his T-Rex arms can fuck off. Um, Michael Pittman's going to have 1,400 receiving yards or more this season. God, I fucking hope so. I got to I wanted to write that down in pen so I could have it here to like gloat the rest of the year. But unfortunately, the only thing that works on my house is a pencil. So that does not uh, – that is a completely an indictment on technology and its ability to write, not my how I feel about Michael Pittman. Um, yeah, I there's – That pen you know, represents your favorite pass play. Go ahead. When, whenever you get a, uh elite talent, or at least what I, I, I think is an elite talent in Michael Pittman in a great situation on a team that should absolutely be passing more this year, etc., I, there's there's nothing outside of injury that, in my eyes, can stop Michael Pittman. So go after I, Michael uh, Pittman, get him everywhere. It's gonna be great. And um, yeah, I fucking tried to get Michael Pittman everywhere. He was good for me last year, and I fucking I tried and just didn't work. Yep. So that's that was my hot take. It might not I even agree. be a hot take, but I know, that's I why I, like, I, I think fourteen hundred yards is high enough to be pretty. I mean, uh, that's a that's a lot, but like yeah. also, who's there? Like the only thing that's left is Alec Pierce and Mo Ali Cox, baby. It's it's really who, incredible who? how much like thought and time mo- and baby. effort. Bitch, you can't the- who fucking Mo Ali Cox, you fucking bitch. I'll Kill come it. over there. I'll come up on me. I'll come to Manhattan where you work now. I'll beat your ass with a flip flop, boy. <laughs> no Mo Ali Cox. I'm on my dynasty team right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I do agree with the Michael Pittman statement. Like, there's nobody else really there. I, Matt Ryan. I, Matt Ryan yeah. finds one guy he likes, and he sticks with that guy. He's very trustworthy with one dude every season, and then. You know. I, I don't want I don't want to like bury the lead there either with like it being a good situation isn't the reason that I'm picking this. Sure it helps, but like Michael Pittman was incredible last year. If you're gonna come out here and talk all this shit on Carson Wentz, but somehow Michael Pittman still had a thousand yards, like something has to track here. I think Michael Pittman was just incredible. He looked good, he did everything that he could have been asked at all layers of the field, and every role a receiver could play, everything. He's a complete player. He's completely set up to succeed this year. So my you- question is, is he gonna catch Julio Jones disease where Matt Ryan just can't get him the ball in the end zone? That's why I picked yards, truthfully. Like yeah, actually. Yeah. Like well, it wouldn't because, surprise me. Michael Pittman went for like sixteen hundred yards and like two touchdowns. Like oh, that's well, that's probably where it's at. Like to be John, fair, Jonathan Taylor has to fulfill his fullback role of getting like sixty-two carries for like forty touchdowns this year. 
for like 40 yards. So uh, I mean, and you, you that's where your, the touchdowns are going. You have your workhorse there, and what Alec, you know, Pierce is probably going to catch what. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I mean, Alec Pierce is just a red zone guy. Like that was Michael, I mean, Michael Pittman's going to have 30 percent of the targets, and after that, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. All right. Quick update before we close. Ega Swinesteck is up six five with the ball in hand to take to beat uh, the Bills owner's daughter Pagula. I am going to check out early because I have an offer on a house and I'm getting a call back on that. So we will, I will be back next week to talk either shit or be very happy about K-State versus Missouri. Great last word. Beans, do you have a last word? Uh, Yeah, I started a new job this week. Hooray! Yeah! Celebrate good times. Come on. Yeah, they haven't fired me yet. We're twenty four. We're twenty four hours into it, so we're 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 good. Hey, let's go. Do you we're want to good. tell people what your new job is? Do you want to keep that on the DL? Nah, it's fine. I work in the for the city of Manhattan as a recreation coordinator now, so I'll be running one of the facilities there somewhere. Well, I don't know which let's one we'll go, put baby. me in, but they're High gonna five. put me somewhere. I'll be in charge of kids and and hey. yeah. So I'm excited. It'll be fun. Beans in charge of kids. What could go wrong? Everything. I don't really have a last word. Mine is uh, let's go, Ega. Let's go, K-State. And to everyone who is listening, we thank you again for listening to the pod every single week. We couldn't do this without you, and we're glad that you stuck around to the end. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe the video on YouTube, Apple Pod, or Spotify. If you have any questions that you would like us to read off or answer, please send it to us at underscore, underscore, F3S. That's underscore, underscore, F3S on Twitter. Or if you know us personally, let us know. DM us on any of our personal accounts. We'd love to hear it. And thank you again to everyone for listening. We wish you all a very happy return to football. We'll see you next week. And fuck Bosco, boys. God bless.